Hello and welcome to another episode of Design Under Influence. We're very excited to have you with us here. Today, we're going to dive deep into, well, not too deep, hopefully, uh, but we'll dive into the backups and as a business owner, help you understand and, and kind of build your thinking around how to put together your backup solution that actually works. So you have a peace of mind that your business has a way to recover if something happens. Here with me are the experts, the technical team of here at Arc IT. We provide IT solutions, of course, for architecture, design, and engineering industries. And these guys fight the good fight every day. Um, first, I want to say hi to Harry. Harry, how's it going? Hello. Harry's engineer here. Uh, Mark, say hi. Hi. The, the prettiest of the bunch is Nathan. Nathan, how are you doing? Hey. <laughs> All right. So this is our cream of the crop here at ArcIT. So we're going to dive right in and, and help you guys think about the backup solutions. So maybe uh, Mark or or Harry, whoever, or Nathan, whoever wants to take this, uh, can you give us a little bit of a kind of a roundabout, a roundout of what backup solutions are available? Uh, maybe we shouldn't even get into why people should have a backup. That's fairly obvious. I think a lot of businesses understand it. Not everybody's executing. But can you give us the run out of backup solutions like cloud, server, different different companies, different expense uh, price levels? Give us an idea. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of different, there's a bunch of different backup solutions that are available. There's file level backups, which take your files and uh, back those up. There's... Uh, system level backups, which take a, a snapshot of your image, your computer in time or your server in time and take that and can restore it to that exact point. In those are usually uh, the, is the uh, file level two if you include that into it. Um, so that's sort of the next level. Um, and then you have uh, other, other backup solutions that are available, but those are two of the big ones that uh, we like to focus on at ArcIT. Got it. And so as a business owner, uh, for example, I have, let's say, 20 architects working for me uh, or with me, and and we have maybe a few other people in the company. Um, what would your like off-the-cuff recommendation? Do I is file-based backup suf will suffice? And if not, when should I go to image level backup? Yeah, I think it depends on the needs of your business. Um, it depends on what kind of data you're using in your business. Um, so if you're a bigger business who uses a server, um, an in-house server, um, we will usually recommend that you subscribe to some kind of an image backup solution. Um, if you're a smaller client that mostly just uses files, whether it's locally or on the cloud, we, we also just recommend going with a file level backup, something that's easy to use and redundant. Got it. Um, talk to me about cloud versus, I mean, are you generally recommending cloud-based solutions available out on the market or do people put together their own servers and their own closets and, and is that a viable path these days? So it really comes down to your DR plan, your disaster recovery plan. Um, it's how much time is you as a business, how long can you afford to be down? Um, and what do you what are you looking to be able to prevent uh, in your downtime? Like, wh what is your acceptable time to be down? If you need something that is immediately available, um, you have to scope that out. And when you're uh, figuring out what you want and how you want to back things up, you know, obviously the best thing the the, the 
the cheapest option and the quickest option to be able to get back something is to keep it in-house. But what happens, you know, if the server dies, you have it in-house, you can then, you have the data there. What happens if your whole building, is, something happens to your whole building, a fire alarm goes off, sprinklers go, and everything's, you know, ruined. Now you have to have had what was in-house, you also have to put it up in the cloud. And that's where that that cloud piece becomes extremely important um, because then you have that offsite and you have a copy of it locally and offsite. So it all and then it it all comes down to how how much downtime do you want? What do you want? How quickly do you want to be able to get back a working environment? Um, and that all goes into play on how you do your backups and what option you choose. What's some of the so your is your both and 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 feel free to jump in anyone here. Um, would your recommended solution, let's say for twenty to fifty architect uh, company or engineering company or or any business really, um, with that many people, would your then recommendation be have an in-house server um, that is doing the backups, but also that server is backed up to a cloud? Is that is that like the b- basic architecture of what you recommend? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I think it kind of depends like kind of what Mark said, um, and how, how long you want to be down. But, um, if you want to have like a, if you want to have like a backup on site versus like the cloud, I think that it can, I think going with cloud is like the more popular version these days, if that makes sense. Um, than actually having it hosted, um, just because it seems like everybody's moving towards the cloud than it would be having like, um, an on site backup. From your own company, Nathan, would you even bother with a server on side or would you just go to the cloud right off the bat? Ooh. Say it's your company. I think it might be good to have. uh, I think, honestly, for me, I would probably just go with cloud just to be honest with you, because I feel like it's more safer in the cloud, um, especially with the way people can get into stuff nowadays and hack things. (laughs) Uh, But I, I don't know. I feel like being in the cloud is a lot more safer. I would be having something outside. Interesting point. I want to just pinpoint this right here for a sec. Um, security. You you feel um, and you've seen cases where in-house on-site servers are e- more e- easier hackable than say some cloud solutions. Uh, in my experience, I mean, from what I've seen, yeah, because the the security that uh, people put into, especially these bigger companies. Um, they put into protecting your backups and whatnot. I mean, maybe maybe the other guys could disagree, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think for the size of the company, I would probably recommend going with both. Mm-hmm. Um, just from the sake of redundancy, you want to have backups in two locations. You want to, you don't just want to have it in one location. It, it's, it's a case of, putting all your eggs in one basket per se. Um, so you just don't want to say, I have my backups in the cloud. So what if that company goes down, then mm. down. Um, so if, you, if you're able to afford having a backup server on site, that's then replicated to an off, uh, um, a cloud location off site. That is what we would recommend that you do. And that's kind of what we set up for most of our clients. Um, so having both in place is best for both accessibility because if there is a disaster situation on site, the best place to look would be having your local backup on site. That would be it would it would be easier for you to restore from that location because you're on the same network. 
um, restoring from the cloud would require, would, would put so much, a lot of a drain on your network resources mm -hmm. if you were to do a cloud restore. So having a local server that you can restore from would be preferable from the, from the aspect of accessibility. Um, but having that cloud option for redundancy is also best best practice and what we set up for most of our clients. Gotcha. Mark, do you agree? So you talked about disaster recovery a little bit. Um, and, and so maybe you can expand a little bit on a process. So having a server locally that did not get flooded. And by the way, we had cases where customers, sprinkles did, you mentioned, did go out and flooded the whole thing and boom, it's, it's <laughs> everything's yeah. shorted out and gone. But yeah. in, in case it is recoverable and all that, is it faster to recover? And how much, fa how much faster, like let's talk about percentages, how much faster it is to recover from a local server that's still operating versus a cloud? So there's a lot of different scenarios here. We have some clients that have uh, multiple host environment um, and they have uh, the backup solution that we currently are using um, takes a backup of the host that's running all the VMs uh, and it replicates it every hour over to the other host. And so that replicated uh, data, um, the server is turned off on the other host. And so if the one host goes down, you can immediately spin up the other one with a live data set. Also on top of that, nightly the backups, uh, so you have the replicated data there, then also nightly the backups go to a uh, another SAN, another storage uh, network storage device, and it lives there. At the same time, it also then copies that uh, backup up to, uh, we use uh, Microsoft Azure, it copies it up to Azure. And at that point, so you have, if you have a hardware failure on your primary host, that goes down, you have a secondary host that can then spin up immediately with a live data set. Mm -hmm. um, and that covers that one scenario. If the ser and the servers in this uh, instance are in separate locations in the building, so if uh, one the sprinklers go off, you have another host. Let's say there's a fire in the whole building, you also have a SAN backup that you have the local backup there. That's the quickest way to recover because the data is on site. Now let's say the whole building goes down. That data was also replicated to the cloud. You can actually spin up uh, that server in the cloud, the domain controller, and you can authenticate from that. So that's a that's a high level overview of uh, current environment that we would recommend. Um, now, the, what are the problems with that? Um, it's not cheap. Um, and you, this is a, the scenario for this client was their disaster recovery plan needed to have high availability at all times. Um, and they were, they, they knew that the cost of losing the business of losing that downtime, that business was higher than the cost it is to implement that solution. Um, so that was a solution that they went with. Now that's a case study for this specific client. A lot of clients aren't like that. Um, I think the biggest thing is to, um, if you have one server, is to back up to some type of net network storage device and then also nightly just replicate that into the cloud. Um, you don't need to even be able to turn it on in the cloud, but at least you have that to pull it back down if you need it. Got you. Um, do you guys want to add any color to this? If not, we can this go ahead. Go ahead, Harry. No, I'm sorry. To what add color to what? Well, to what uh, Mark just explained, because uh, a lot of it was, from what I understood, um, is is redundancy. And if one server goes down, the other, when you say host, I just wanted to make sure we all understand here. Host means like a server or a partition of a server, or what is, what is a host? So a host is uh, 
a physical server that generally runs virtual servers on it. So you have one server that has an operating system that runs all your other servers in a virtual environment um, runs on those. So you have usually like a domain controller, file server, app servers, and stuff like that, that are virtual servers. They're not physical servers. And where does, in this whole equation, um, where does work from home home comes in and how does, does that even matter? Because if everybody's connected to a server, then you have your backup solution uh, in place and it's all good. But now that a lot of people are working from home or remotely, does that play into this backup solution architecture at all? Yeah, because working from home doesn't still eliminate the need for a backup solution. Um, when you're working from most of our clients that work from home still need remote access to their servers on site. So they work from home, but they either use um, remote desktop or VPN technology to remote to their office. Um, other ones, or if, not, if they don't need resources at the office, they're working from uh, um, applications like uh, uh, Box Drive, Google Drive, OneDrive, SharePoint. Um, and these are all publicly available file cloud solutions that offer in-house backup. Um, so whether you're working from home or from the office, you still do need some level of backup. Um, most gotcha. of the case, it will still be just file level. If you just, if it's just files, then file level. But if this employee still needs to remote into a server on site to access data, then you still need um, a robust backup solution. Gotcha. I, I do have a question. In your well, I guess let's 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 wrap this up with with some of the maybe advice. It sounds like it sounds like it's highly dependent on what business needs are uh, the, the backup infrastructure and the cost. Can you at least give us an idea on the cost range? Like what would be, and again, let's take the 20 people company as an example. And again, I don't, I'm not looking for exact numbers, but give me an idea what would um, a company expect to spend to have the least expensive backup solution and something you've uh, marked, you've described where there's redundancies and high availability. What would be the cost difference? So hardware. Um, to be able to, on a high availability, um, low downtime, you have to have the hardware to be able to handle it. The licensing piece is a smaller component. That's that's not negligible, but it's not. You don't worry about the licensing piece of the software to do it. It's you need to have the space and you need to have the resources available, uh, whether it's on site or in the cloud. Um, to host everything, to have everything ready to go. Um, but the biggest cost, I would say, is actual having the hardware, um, whether that's some type of storage device or the your physical hardware being able to handle doing the backups. Um, Just give us a price range. I mean, to 10 grand, what, what am I, I mean, I'm a 20 person company. Mark, what, what, what should I need to budget for? That's it's really tough because uh, so okay a ten person architecture firm that has a lot of twenty person architecture firm that has a lot of archive data from they've been around for a long time they're going to need more storage um, so you know you're looking at an upfront investment for that will last you you know anywhere from three to five years you're looking at an upfront investment around 
five to six thousand dollars okay uh to be able to get the hardware that's a rough estimate and it could be higher it could be lower depending on how much archive data you have so that's that's what i was looking for i'm trying to just squeeze the number <laughs> so i get it's not that much if you think about it um the way you think about it as a business is is uh, you know one hour lost among 20 you know you know 20 users it's 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 a it's already a phenomenal cost um you know two hours two days forget it right yeah. um one hour you know uh two hours is already paying for the whole thing so anyway it, it's it's fairly it, it doesn't sound like fair price prohibitive because i pr probably equipment got a lot less expensive because i know it used to cost in my in my days um uh, in the past it cost a lot more but and what about the least expensive now Tell me about the least expensive solution. I'm a 20 person firm. I, I don't really, you know, it's, I'm not that, it's not that important to be up all the time. What would be my least expensive backup solution that is reliable? What would be the cost monthly or whatever annually? I can sort of touch on this one too. Uh, oh, so it. you're looking probably around like uh, 40 to $50 a month. Um, God, that's totally nothing. Yeah. And that's for just file level. And that's having some type of, uh, you know, very basic level. That's extremely basic. Uh, I could say you could probably come up with using some of our online suite of tools for roughly mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, go ahead, Harry. You want to, you want to. Yeah, just to add to that. Um, um, I, I think the prize of a backup solution really, really doesn't depend on the the firm size or the number of people you have employed. Hmm. Really depends on other factors like how much data yeah. you use, yeah. what kind of solutions you use, what kind of applications, what kind of data you use. It, it, it's there are other factors. It's mostly the data and the quantity of data and the solutions that you use that will dictate what backup solution that you pursue. And the price should also not be a factor because backup solutions are almost like insurance. It's almost like you don't need them until you you, you really, really need them. Um, so it's, yeah, I have a backup and it runs every day, every two hours, couple of hours a day, and you don't really care about it or maybe IT keeps an eye on it. Um, but when your company goes down, when your data, for some reason, your data gets hacked, um, it gets locked up, or your service just goes belly up, and all of a sudden, you don't have access to any of your data. That's when you really, really need a good and reliable backup solution. So you should shell out as much as possible to have a redundant backup solution. So not just one place on-site, you should be both on-site and off-site. Um, and you should do your best to make sure it's reliable, it's checked on every day, because when stuff happens, not having a good backup would really put you out of business. One hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent. So that, that's a, that's actually a good way. Uh, this is, I think, we're gonna kind of finish on this note. Um, I I also want to say, like, I want to let our engineers go do their engineering. So you guys, I thank you very much for your time. And those of you who are uh, watching or listening or reading, um, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. We're at getarchit.com, and this is a wonderful bunch of folks. Um, to work with so if you need help with your it we're here for you harry nathan mark thank you thanks a lot for your time go do your magic and i'll see you next week thank you thank you thank, thank you, you thank you, thank you. <laughs>
Have a good one. Cheers.